Here we go. Episode 47 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I am Michael Merlo. Joined by joined alongside me. I have John Michael Masiri. Haven't done that in a while. Jam, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, you know, looking forward to the new year. Had a nice, nice Christmas. Could could have been better. Um, but I, I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, a little banged up for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Would have been nice to, you know, see people for Christmas, but yeah. No can do. But uh the new year is right around the corner. We're recording in the morning. There's mm-hmm. no difference to you guys, but uh, you know, a little, a little different for us. Yeah. We got a lot of lot to get to. Unfortunately, there's no new news in baseball, but we do have a list for you, our top 10 second baseman. So we'll do that after the break, after we start off with football, because there's a lot to get to, obviously, a crazy, crazy weekend. I mean, it started on Thursday, then we had Saturday, then we had Sunday, and then we had Monday. Mm-hmm. So we had four days of football over the weekend, over the holiday weekend. So we're going to jump right into it with getting into the AFC North and the Baltimore Ravens because they have taken a big time fall from grace here. And we kind of could have seen it coming because of the injuries they've dealt with. It's honestly been unbelievable that they're eight and seven. And I think John Harbaugh deserves a ton of credit for that. The fact that he's got his guys playing like this here at eight and seven, missing almost, I think, 20 starters or something like that. It's it's crazy, but they did get blown out by the Bengals on Sunday. Joe Burrow threw for over 500 yards and four touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when we when we saw the Ravens at eight and three, you honestly were like, really? Like they're eight and three, so yeah, the, a good job for them to even be in the position they are right now. I mean, they still have the seventh spot in the AFC right now. No, um, they don't. Oh, the Dolphins took it over last night, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's a big fall from grace. I mean, you got to stay healthy. That's the that's the name of the game, and unfortunately for them, they've been like the most hurt team in football i think them the jets and the 49ers are all in the same boat um not saying that the jets would be doing anything if they were healthy but <laughs> that's a different story um yeah and i mean this division is it's been up and down it's the ravens have had it now the Bengals got it uh i think the Bengals will close it out they're a good team um i don't know how the rest of the division is going to shake up with the steelers and the browns it seems like they're going to they're still scratching along, probably will fall short of a playoff spot. But listen, at the end of the day, if you can't stay healthy, you're not gonna go and you're not gonna go very far. Right. And the Bengals, who have so much young talent on offense, and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, Jamar Chase, and obviously Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. I mean, they had a fantastic game on Sunday, and they're fun to watch. And yeah. Burrow's becoming, you know, this. Burrow reminds me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got that kind swagger of, about him a little bit. Yeah, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. um, <laughs> I also don't love Joe Burrow. So uh, I love Joe Burrow. But he's um, uh, he's, he's channeling uh, LSU Joe Burrow. I I didn't like LSU Joe Burrow partly no. because you know I had Clemson, but okay. you know that was a rough one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I just didn't like that team. I, I don't know what it was. I didn't like them. They weren't likable for me. But they're impressive. Oh, my AirPod fell out. Oh, Thank great. You much. I um, coming out. They are impressive. And, you know, I'm sure – I think you were on the same page as me. I was so against them taking Jamar Chase in the draft. And, listen, yes. if you would have told me um, at that time, oh, Jamar Chase is going to be a stud, I wouldn't be like, you're crazy. Like, I agreed that Jamar Chase was going to be really good in the NFL, but – in terms of team need and everything, I didn't think that that was the best pick. Um, and a lot of people didn't think it because, you know, you saw Joe Burrow running for his life last year. and got up, hurt. Ended up being out for the year. He's actually a, a candidate for comeback player of the year. Um, ended, up, ending, ended up getting killed being out for the year. And they didn't really do a lot to address that in the offseason for the offensive line. So going back, I would have still picked him. Um I mean, obviously they're in a good spot right now. If I'm the, if you're the Bengals, they're not going to want to do it again. Um, hold on, I just want to walk back on the scene. I would take Jamar Chase if I was the Bengals, but you put me in that situation. I'm going to judge on the decision, not the result, kind of a thing. I would still in that position ten times out of ten take the offensive lineman to protect my quarterback. But it ended up working out for them, so that's good. Um, 
And yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming out of the Bengals. I certainly did not. I'm not surprised it worked out for them. You know, like, okay, Jamar Chase is a stud. Like, again, like you said, we all expected that to happen. Right. But protecting your quarterback is the most important thing. And, you know, they've had, I mean, their offensive line's been better than everybody thought, but it doesn't help to add a franchise changing left tackle to the team. Yeah. So I agree with you. I probably would have, I mean, you know how I felt. I would have taken the left tackle yesterday, two weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. So it's always going to be the left tackle over the wide receiver for me. Yeah, me too. But it's especially in that situation though, like if you ask me if the Jets should take the left tackle next year or the wide receiver, that's a little different because you right. think you have your left tackle of the future. Right. But well, with the Bengals, it, it, didn't, it didn't really seem to make a lot of sense because you, you know, Tyler Boyd's been a good receiver in the NFL for a long time. T. Higgins had a great rookie year last year, and he looks phenomenal right now, too. I mean, he's he's I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I and mean, some people might call me crazier. I wouldn't be surprised if T. Higgins ended up being the best out of those, you know, three guys. I mean, he's fantastic. Really just better than Chase. He's really good. Um, but listen, you know, it worked out for them. So they have three really good receivers. Mixon's having a very good year. Burrow is obviously doing very well. And the offensive line is playing better than we thought. So uh, how far will this team go? I don't know. It's it's an exciting team to watch. They have a very exciting offense. Uh, I would be surprised most likely if they made it to, A, the AFC Championship. That'd be nuts. But even the divisional round, because I think that if right they're – Right now they're slated to play the Patriots. Right. So – you know, that's ah, the Patriots. I still can't put my finger on, honestly. I think, you know, how I feel about the Colts. I think if they were hosting the Colts, they would be done, but the Patriots, who knows they're up and down. Yeah. The, the Bengals here, they're interesting because of how great they are on offense. And that guy, Trey Henderson, Hendrickson, Hendrickson. Yeah. He has like 14 sacks. He like broke their team record. Yeah. He was an under the radar. He was a guy who had a good year last year for the saints. And people kind of just thought, you know, he might have been a little fluky. He was a little bit of right. a radar free agent. They signed him, and he had another great year. He's been – they got him on a – I think they got him like three years, $40 million. Yeah. That's, and that's who they replaced Carl, Carl Olsen with. That's cheap for a good edge rusher in the NFL. Who's the – Carl Olsen, right? That's who the Carl Jets Olsen, got yeah. from the Bengals, right? Yeah. So that's who they replaced him with. He's been fantastic. And – the Bengals are rolling. They're gonna, I, yeah, I think you're right. You said it before. They're going to win this division. I mean, the Steelers have completely fell off at this point. I think the Browns, especially after that loss on Saturday, are done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Ravens, it's tough to just sit here and pick them because of the injuries they're dealing with. So I think by default, by process of elimination, it's, it's the Bengals here right. in the AFC North. And like we said, the Ravens are not in a wild card spot right now. The Dolphins are. The Dolphins won last night. They're the first team ever to win seven games in a row and lose seven games in a row in one season. Unbelievable. They're eight and seven now. They did beat the Saints last night, which was pretty much a stinker. I mean, I, I didn't watch a single down of the game. Me neither. I didn't realize that I would see Ian Book starting a game in the NFL this year. That's... Did you see that stat about uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks. Yeah, they've lost like 20 something, 28 starts in a row or something. The 23 starts. The yeah. last one was Brady Quinn in 2012. That's real. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, Notre Dame hasn't really been known for their quarterbacks. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Miami defense just absolutely like wiped the floor with the Saints last night. You had, right. uh, they had a pick six now. Yeah, well, Hick their six. first touchdown was a pick six. Pick six. They had eight sacks. I mean, just two interceptions, like, th- gave up three points in their building. So, yeah, I don't think many people expected the Saints to to really win this game. I think people expected them to compete a little more. Um, but either way, Miami, like you said, insane season, seven-game losing streak to seven-game winning streak. And um, – I remember I was high on the Dolphins coming into this year, and it was it didn't really make a lot of sense when they were losing so many games because they have a good roster and they I think right. Ryan Flores is a good coach. They have a good defensive line. The offensive line is okay. They have good weapons on the offense. The the defense overall is very good. I mean you have Xavier Howard, 
And uh, um, even some guys like Jalen Phillips is having a good rookie season. So yeah, it was very confusing when they weren't doing well, but uh, you know, good to see them doing well. And I'm looking for, I mean, I'm really looking forward to these playoffs overall. I haven't, this is the most I've been looking forward to an NFL playoff in a while. Wow. And I, you know, uh, some people were critical and I think I was one of them about the NFL playoff format. Cause I'm not a fan of like, making the playoffs bigger because it kind of cheapens the value of making the playoffs uh, and, and the Jets don't make it anyway. So I even do it. Um, <laughs> but I think that seventh team is actually really good because we've seen over the years, maybe one team that just falls short and you're like, Oh, they're a really good team. I wish they got in. And now those teams are getting in. And even there's still even some teams that are going to miss. And you're like, that's a good team. When you look at the NFC side, I'm not so sure. I mean, but don't the Eagles have a playoff spot or something right now? The Eagles are dangerous. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, don't know. I think the Eagles. We'll get to them in a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I still think six is enough. I like, I like the I'm fact on that the other side the one of this. seed. I like the fact that it makes the one seed so valuable. I didn't like the fact that the one and the two seed were basically the same thing, where both teams get a bye. All you do is just if you play each other, you get home field advantage. I didn't love that. I, I think what you said earlier is that it almost cheapens making the playoffs. You have 14 out of the 32 teams making it. I, I like the fact that the end, like the last two weeks are going to be crazy because of how tight everything is right? and how there are so many teams still, you know, vying for the playoffs still in it. But the fact that the giants weren't eliminated from playoff contention until their loss on Sunday I'm like, all right, what 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 are we doing here? I mean, the Lions were just eliminated from playoff contention right. a week ago. I mean, unless unless some BS team starts squeaking in, I, I don't think it's gonna be much of a problem. I don't really look at it now and say a team made the playoffs and I'm like, oh well, they weren't weren't really that good that last year. Or like, so what? You made the playoffs. That doesn't really mean anything. I haven't. That hasn't really been a thought of mine, and I don't think it is to a lot of people. So, I, I hope I it does. Listen. An extra playoff game, yeah, you know, it's great. It's exciting. An extra wild card game. But I just hope that doesn't happen. It kind of felt like the Bears were that team last year where it's like, oh, yeah. This team's in the playoffs. Yeah. But it was, it was a terrible game, too. That like, last year was, last year, I mean, uh, last year was a good year of football, but the Bears and the Washington football team in the playoffs, that was, yeah. That was tough to Well, look. that wasn't the playoff format's fault. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, watched and had to make the, the NFC being poverty, right? Um, and it should have been the Giants, yeah, it should have been the Giants. Root. Cool, yeah, right, okay, it should have been the Giants, yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts should have played the rest of that game, and the Giants, oh my god, won. stop, Please yes, stop. the Giants should have been in the playoffs. You won last six year. games, six and we should 10? have been in the playoffs last okay. year, okay, okay, did Washington. You're lucky you missed the playoffs, honestly, because if you made the playoffs, they probably would have gave Dave Gettleman a five-year extension or some stupid thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. Idiots. <laughs> they don't want to move off him. They're afraid to. Mm. But another team in this wild card that we both love. I love before the season started, and you've definitely come around to them, the Colts. We, we well, both love the Colts. I was on the Colts, and then I was off that. Why did I... For some reason, I was all over the Colts, and then I stopped. And they I had bad injuries. Gotta, yeah, they had injuries. And you don't don't lie, you hopped off the bandwagon for a little bit. No, because I was going to place a wager on them to win the Super Bowl, and then I didn't because yeah. of the injuries. Right. But I still like them. Like I was like, all right, like they'll get these guys back, and they'll, right. be, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, I am all aboard the Colts train now. Um, yeah, I think this team is going to be really dangerous. I think they could possibly be the Bucks of last year kind of a thing where, yeah, you know, they make it into the wild card. Everybody says, oh, I don't think they can win three games on the road to get to the Super Bowl. And that's exactly what Tampa did last year. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's tough playing on the road, especially in the playoffs, but the best teams make it. So I, I think the Colts are definitely capable of it. Jonathan Taylor is the – most athletic person in the freaking world at this point. I mean, that guy's ridiculous. Uh, he could literally do anything on a football field. And Carson Wentz playing really good football. He's he's back with Frank Reich. He's back to the basics. Um, he's taking care of the football. I mean, I think he led the league in interceptions last year. I think he only has about five or six this year. So, 
it's crazy I, what I really weapons like what do. Like actual NFL receivers mm-hmm. and a healthy offensive line does for a quarterback. Yep. Like to just throw Carson Wentz to the curb last year after that roster with that team. Yep. It, it was mind boggling. So the, the Eagles did get compensated. Well, they got a first round pick, but for the, for the fans that just thought he was done. Yeah. Bozos. Also, is this a crazy statement that Chris Ballard's the best GM in football and it's not close. Like, I don't, th- I, I don't think there's anybody. Maybe the, It's not close part, but I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look at everything, but. He has done a really good job. I mean, He's the Colts, fantastic. You think about the evolution of the Colts over the years. You had, first of all, hats off to him for the position they are with having your franchise quarterback retire two years ago, just out of the blue, which was right. sad. He was, Andrew Luck was a really good quarterback. Um, and, you know, you look at the Colts a couple of years ago, it was, Oh, this team's really good. They have a good, they have a good defense. Andrew Lux is stud. That offensive line, though, it's horrible. He can't. Andrew Lux getting killed out there. It's really one of the reasons we retired. He get well. The main reason he got retired, he was getting blown up every play. Um, and now the Colts have probably the best offensive line in the NFL. Them or the Cowboys. So, yeah, that really is impressive. And look, look what a good offensive line does. Yep. I don't, I don't understand why every GM doesn't have their blueprint and just say. Get me five stud offensive linemen. The first thing we need to do is an offensive line. Yeah, because you look at the best. What did I just say? Who? What are the best three offensive lines in the NFL? The Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and the Colts. Three playoff teams. Three Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. No, you're right. Packers have. You know, that's another thing. We're bouncing around a little bit, but you talk about GMs, and we're talking about offensive line or whatever. The Packers. I'm stealing this from my brother who said it the other day, but it really is true. The Packers are possibly the best team at developing offensive line. They go, yeah, they go to the bottom of their depth chart, and these guys are still Aaron Rodgers has all the time in the world to throw. Yeah. Even Bakhtiari has turned into the best left tackle in football, him or Trent Williams. I mean, he's been hurt, Bakhtiari. Um, Elton Jenkins was a second round pick for them a couple years ago. He's a stud now. You've had guys over the years like TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, uh, Josh Sitton, just a bunch of studs. And and uh, Corey Lindsley, who just scored a contract with uh, the Chargers. So I, I said it to him like a week or two ago. They I was watching a game. They had offensive linemen just taken off the field, like two of them, and their backups came in. And I'm like, those backups would be studs on the Giants offensive right. line. Like those, got, those backups would easily be starters, like not even close. Yep, it, it it is pretty crazy how how they do that. Who's the Packers GM? Is it the Brian Gutenkunst? Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say something like completely off. Oh, okay. but you would have known who I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's impressive. But you know, going back to the Colts, they had five offensive linemen out. They had four out before the game, and then another one got hurt. I think their center Ryan Kelly got hurt. Yeah, you watch you watch Hard Knocks. I haven't. I watched I really, like an episode or two. It's pretty it good. good in season. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Frank Reich's a little, little off. A little weirdo. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Just a little, little weird. You know, I watched their, um, you know how they put like a camera in the locker room after the game. Yeah. I watched that. Like they had the, you know, little video right. and he was giving out game balls and he was giving one out to um, Chris Ballard, the GM. And I actually noticed a little bit, like he speaks a little weird. Like it's not, it's, he's, yeah, you're not, I, I'm little, not, I mean, I gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, what else have we not covered here? In the NFL. Oh, the Patriots and the bills. Um, yeah. Like, like I said before, I can't really put my finger on the Patriots because they're really up and down and, they, they played a competitive game. The Bills are a really good team. I wasn't surprised that the Bills won. I think the Bills – I think it's right that they win this division. I think they're the better team. But I don't really know what to expect from the Patriots because a couple weeks ago we were talking about them going to the Super Bowl or whatever. But now can we still put those expectations on them or do we have to pull them back a little bit? We probably have to pull them back a little bit. Yeah. And I was I mean, somebody that really jumped on the Patriots bandwagon. 
Um, you know, you see them against two playoff teams the last two weeks, and Mac Jones didn't play well in the first half of that Colts game, and he wasn't great last weekend. So, yeah, you know, I, I think we have to a little bit. Their defense is obviously still very good, but they, they didn't show up against two really good playoff teams. And, you know, I trust Belichick, obviously, but do we trust this offense to really, you know, put it all together and make a playoff run? I, I don't know. It just might be too early, you know, and it, it's Mac Jones's first year. So maybe we all set these expectations on them because it's Belichick and because it's the Patriots and maybe because Mac Jones started to look like Tom Brady a little bit. Right. But yeah, we, we, we might have to chill it out and, and wait till next year. There's definitely a chance that this team is, you know, winning the division and Mac Jones takes that next step next year. Yeah. Um, Frank Reich, he's not the one who had cancer, right? That's Chuck Pagano. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was just getting confused for a second. I didn't want to make fun of the guy and then he had some medical issue. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, the Patriots, like you said, it might, it, is this their year? Who knows? You know, you can't really, even if you're a Patriots fan, you can't really get sad about it if they fall short because, like you said, next year they could come out, take the division, and they're winning the Super Bowl. They're winning the Super Bowl, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's been it's been tough this year. We've talked about how the NFL, it, it, it's been drunk at times. We, we've said that, and there's this crown for teams to grab and nobody really wanted to grab it as the best team in the NFL or the best team in their division or whatever. Um, I think we could all agree. I think the Packers have taken that now. I mean, they're like probably the runaway one seed in the NFC right now. I think there's two teams that are like clearly better than everybody else. Packers and chiefs Packers one chiefs too. You think the Packers, I don't know. I, I can't count the bucks out and I can't, no, I, I would say the Bucks are probably three. I think the top five are the Packers. I think it's four NFC teams and one AFC team. Wow, really? Oh, I all think, right. I think Wait. the Chiefs are one are the one AFC team, oh, and okay. I think Packers, Rams, uh, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. Agree. I mean, I think the Cowboys are. I know anybody could probably look good against the Washington football team. No, people are overlooking the Cowboys for whatever reason. The Cowboys are playing. I mean, they have the best offense in football, and their their defense has been phenomenal. I mean, they have two defensive player of the year candidates. Well, their defense, like you said, is just incredibly impressive the way they've been playing. They got Gregory back. They got um, uh, Demarcus Lawrence back. And now they're playing very well and their offense was slumping and their defense was carrying them for a little bit, but now yeah. the offense is starting to get it going a little bit. Dak was all for a little bit. The first you know matchup what? against the football team, they Dak didn't have the best game. And no. then he just threw for three twenty and four touchdowns in one half. I'll tell you right now, there's one team that needs a one that if you, if you told me, the one team in the NFC or AFC that absolutely needs the home field advantage throughout the playoffs, it's Dallas. Was that turf? They're bad. They're terrible on the road. Their red zone percentage, they score like 70, 75% of the time in the red zone at home. It's more like 30% on the road. No way. Cooper doesn't show up on the road. Um, Dak hasn't played well on the road. It's been a tough struggle. It's been a struggle for them on the road. What are they right now? The, the yeah, the two seed. Seed? They're, they're the two, two seed? seed. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I'll check right now. Yeah, so you're right. They need it. Um, I thought you were gonna go and say one team you don't want to let get hot, and I thought you were gonna go on your little 49er uh rant there. No, we, we can still do that though. I know you love them. Um, yeah, why not? We we're a little pressed for time, might as well run around the league uh real quick. Two the seed, Niners they are they're the two seed, okay. Yeah. I know you're probably going to praise the Niners a lot and say, you know, they don't let them get hot, whatever. I think the Jimmy G injury, you know, now Trey Lance is going to be in. How is that going to affect the team? The offense is going to be different. First of all, they're not, it's going to be a different style of offense Two completely different quarterbacks in them, but I'm not really taking the Niners seriously, to be honest with you. I don't I would be hmm. surprised if they won a game in the playoffs. I mean, it obviously depends on who they plays, who they play, but 
they're going to be a wild card team. So that means you're playing one of the division winners. That's not the Packers. So you're playing. I think the Rams are going to win the division. So you're playing the Rams, the Bucks, or the Cowboys. And tough, tough any of those teams. No, it'd be tough. Listen, I I like the 49ers. I liked them before the year started. I liked them in the NFC Championship game. Actually, that's how much I like them. But I don't know what this Trey Lance the kind of like change is going to do. He played one game was his first game. He was all right. They they've said he had, he's been the best they've seen him in practice for the past month. Now they say he's ready to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of felt like this was going to be, this is how it was going to happen where Jimmy G was either going to go down or just play so poorly where they said, this team is very good roster wise. We're playing well. It's just our quarterbacks holding us back. And we kind of saw it. He was playing well for a couple of weeks straight, but then he was terrible on Thursday night against the Titans. It kind of makes sense here. Like, all right, he's hurt. He didn't play well. They should have won that game and they didn't. And it was because of Jimmy G. This makes sense. Trey Lance coming in here. Maybe he gives them, you know, a jolt here. Right. And pushes them. You're right, though. It's going to be tough for them. And they have a good roster and a good coach. It's going to be tough for them with a rookie quarterback to go into Tampa Bay, L.A., or Dallas and win a game. So I, I'm with you. I'd be shocked if they won a playoff game. But I definitely think they can get in, and they're tough. Out. I think it would be a good game. They're a tough out. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, this kind of reminds you of the Lamar Jackson rookie year when he – came in later on in the year and uh you know they ended up going to the playoffs and uh they lost to the chargers in that first round but yeah uh like i said i don't really think they're gonna be winning a playoff game this year um like it could be competitive like you said but i think trey lance is a good quarterback i just think that whatever team plays him they're going to scheme the crap out of it. And, you know, they're not going to let a rookie quarterback come to their stadium and beat them. Oh, well, listen, well, um, opening my messages or whatever on my computer, whatever reason, I didn't delete them. Um, I, you know, I love me some Trey Lance. Yeah, I know. So. You, you, you talk about him a lot. Yeah, I'm doing a 49ers franchise right now. And, oh, uh, okay. man, I'm nine and one. In my second year with Trey Lance. You win the first year? I won the Super Bowl with Jimmy G in the first oh, year. Oh, look at that. Maybe yeah, you should up the difficulty a little bit. Stop playing on pro. No, this this year is this year is all pro. Oh, okay. I changed That's it. good. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I did pretty good on all that. Um, all right. Let's quickly go over to the Eagles, who are the seventh seed right now, and I think they've uh, locked this up. I think they're going to um, Wow. They yeah. locked it up. Yeah, that who's gonna who's gonna jump them? The Vikings? No. All right. They're gonna lose to the Rams on oh no, they just lost to the Rams. They just they lost play? to the Rams. All right. I'm on NFL.com and it has week 16 matchup. And right. it says the record of the team and the team. Like, why wouldn't you just give me this? Oh, you know, matchup? you might be right about the Eagles because absolutely brutal. Uh Vikings are playing the Packers on Sunday Night Football next week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna that, lose that one. That's that's tough. And the eagle the Eagles play Washington football team. Right. And then they play Dallas. Dallas at home. So. <laughs> me. I mean, who else is gonna come take this? The Nobody. Card spot. The Falcons. Because... That's disgusting. You know, I, I I just went on this nice talk about how I don't really have a problem with the playoff format, and then I have to open my phone and see Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons are a game back of a wild card spot. I mean, uh -huh. come on. Shouldn't be anywhere yeah. near a playoff spot. How? They have a point differential of negative 122. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How There's no Thursday night game this week. These are the There's Falcons no wins. That's uh, I don't know. Wait, hold I on. guess not. Didn't they just play a Thursday night game? Oh, there's no Thursday night game this week. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they get mm. rid of those at like this point in the season. Um, all right, let's. These are the Falcons wins this year. 
Giants, Jets, mm. Dolphins, Saints, Jaguars, Panthers, Lions. Wow. Impressive. Like, come on. Very impressive. Teams are hard. Then they, they get blown out by the Eagles, blown out by the Bucks, blown you out could, by the Cowboys, blown out by the Patriots. You could throw them out. They're going to lose this week to the Bills. So you can throw them out. You don't have to worry about them. They're going to Buffalo. So they're going to get killed. Yeah. So the Eagles have the tiebreaker over the Saints and the Falcons. Okay. Now, not over the Vikings. So I want to see where the Vikings play in week 18 because then that'll be because they're going to, they'll probably lose this week to the Packers. Mm -hmm. But the Eagles could also very easily lose to the Cowboys week 18. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to all the madness. Who do the Vikings? They, the AFC, the Vikings? We, we forgot. I mean, we talked about the AFC wildcard, but we forgot to talk about, you know, the teams that are in the hunt or whatever. You have one, two, three, four, four teams that are eight and seven, and then the Steelers are seven, seven, and one. So that's going to be absolutely insane. Um, the only team I like really, you know, that like actually would scare me there is the, the Chargers. Right. I mean, Justin Herbert yeah. is a problem. So I like, I like the way it is right now. Honestly, I know a lot of people would like to see the chargers make it. Maybe the Ravens, you know, Lamar comes back. He's healthy. I don't want to see the Raiders. Um, but I, I think the dolphins are a good team. And I think they could give uh, people a, a little bit of a problem wherever they play. I mean, right now they'd be playing the Titans. I think that'd actually be a pretty good game. I think the dolphins would have a decent shot of winning that game. I think it'd be a pretty ugly game, but um, okay. if you like ugly games, then yes, you, you think it would okay. be a good game. I tend to like ugly games. What well, uh, no, I think they can win that. Say that. I don't. I don't. Care. I don't think the Dolphins are much of a are a worse or better team. I think they're about the same as the Niners, and the Niners just almost beat them. So, no, I not that. No, I don't. Think oh, you, you didn't, like, you think the quality ugly. of football would be ugly. Like third, like thirteen ten. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Defense punts. Right. You know things like that. I got you. You're playing for field position. I like Tua, but I don't know how much you know because the, listen, they don't have much on on offense. The Titans right now, unless they were to get Henry back, and we see the way the Dolphins' defense is playing. Which so. uh, there's rumors Henry's coming back week eighteen. I don't know. They've been saying that for ten weeks that he's going to come back week eighteen. So who knows? Right. Um, what else have we not hit? I think we've hit about everything. We gotta get we gotta get to our list. I know. Somebody's gotta get to work. I think we hit everything. Yeah, we did. Um, I love the Colts. I'm yeah. not gonna go away from that. I love the Colts. And the Cardinals are frauds. Frauds. Yeah. Terrible. They shouldn't make the playoffs. Okay, take it easy. Eagles Didn't I say that a couple over. weeks ago? What Remember, they're frauds? I said they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna get. At the most, they'll get to the divisional round. Uh, I think you did I'm, say. I think you. I think yeah. you did say that. I know. I think I I sometimes that. I'm frightened by my genius. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break after that, and we're gonna do our list, our top ten second baseman when we come back. The SND Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. We are back. The Hardline Sports Talk. This is episode 47. I mean, I said it before. I hope it's 47. I mean, it might be 48. Oh, my God. Did you actually say that? I said 47, but it might be 48. It's 48. Oh. Damn it. It yeah. is 48. Yeah, it's 48. All right, redo the episode. Yeah, I got to edit that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not good. All right, well, hopefully you start here. No, I'm kidding. My AirPod keeps falling out. This is a problem. Keep it in, dude. It doesn't stay in. Look, you got your brand new AirPods, and they can't even fit in your I know. That's oh, damn it. What do you got, it's big ears right or something? I don't know. I got, like, the cushion on them, which I don't love the cushion, but you could slide it in, like, you move it up, and then, like, it's supposed to stay right. in. I don't know. Let's see. This one stays in fine. I haven't touched this one. Maybe you got to stick it in a little more. Problem. I don't know. Whatever. All okay. right. Um, <laughs> all right. 
All right, I'm actually making a couple of last second changes to my list. All right, so let's start. We're going to do our top 10 second baseman. Um, there's no baseball news, unfortunately, because they're still um, in a lockout. They they met once in late December, Good. but nothing big was discussed. They're prepared, you know, to talk the financials, which is the big thing. That is going to start, I think, early January. So hopefully, I mean, I'm praying that they get this figured out so we can start on time. Yep. But um, but we'll give you some, you know, some baseball content here. Let's. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Go I think right you're starting. Go I right think, ahead. All right, I'll start. My number 10 second baseman, and I had I, I just moved him, but you know what? It really pissed me off the year he had last season. Adam <laughs> Frazier, okay? Adam <laughs> Frazier was this all-star starting. He started the all-star game at second base, okay? He was, he was phenomenal. He was hitting like, what, was he hitting like 330, 340? Yeah, even better than that. He was on fire he was one of the big trade pieces you know people are like oh my god what are the pirates going to get for him and they ended up getting not much when I mean, they got a nice amount but not a crazy amount they traded him to the padres and he was terrible with the padres they didn't even have a spot for him and that also made me mad too like you're trading for this all-star and you don't even know where to put him but he ended up finishing batting 305 and i know batting average doesn't mean as much anymore but for a guy like him it does Right. You know, 114 WRC plus and a 3.4 F4. Just a year that we were like, wow, what a fantastic year for Adam Frazier. Ended up being terrible. So I'm going to leave him in the top 10, but he's going to be 10. Yeah. Um, my number 10, I got Gene Segura of the Philadelphia Phillies. Really good year last year. Um, kind of tailed off towards the end, but 784 OPS, 111 OPS plus, 2.5 F4. Um, wasn't sure if he was a shortstop or not, but then I remember Didi was a person. Um, yeah, Didi is terrible, though. <clears throat> yeah, not really much to go into depth about Gene Segura. Had a pretty nice year last year. You were just like you were just saying about Adam Frazier. I mean, you know, this is one of those positions where you're not really going to see power numbers jumping off the page. Uh, I mean, towards the top of the list, you will, but uh, second base is probably the weakest if behind catcher one or the other the weakest offensive position in baseball it always has been um it's just natural it's a very defensive oriented second base is the most irrelevant position in baseball i think everybody really kind of agree yeah i mean you play you're, you're closest to first base so you have you usually put your weakest arm infielder there um, I mean, I, no, no position is completely irrelevant. Obviously you're on the field, you're going to be making plays, but you know, the best offensive players don't usually come from second base and it's not the most important defensive position on the field. It might be the least important, honestly. Yeah. You see that the, my, my Mets are going to have an issue at second base. I don't know what they're going to do. Might trade Jeff McNeil. Might have to play Robbie Cano there. Oh boy. Robbie Cano should have been on the list. Dang it. Oh, got to add him. 2014 AirPod. sure airpod fill out one more dude you got to just keep one in you can't keep wearing both it's annoying though because i hear myself out of this year because these are noise canceling oh good well oh, buddy. you're gonna have noise canceling in one here i'll put it back in it hurts i can't not have it oh all right my number nine is gene segura uh, I think you said it. I mean, Gene Segura is one of my most hated players in baseball because he absolutely kills the Mets. I mean, he is a the definition of a Met killer. One of the better one of the better ones. I mean, Austin Riley is number one, but I think it's pretty clear that um, Gene Segura is number two. Uh, and I think you said it, you know one eleven OPS plus. He had about a seven eighty five OPS. Um, you know, solid player. He's dealt with injury since he's gotten with the Phillies, but when he's healthy, he's he's very good. So yeah, he's been a pretty you know, solid player for pretty long Phillies. time now. Just about for a the Phillies, when he's healthy, he's good. I fixed it. I really, I really put it in my ears this time. Not a boy. All right. Make, make sure it stays in there. All mm-hmm. right, my number nine. I just flip flopped with you. I got Adam Frazier at number nine. Just talk okay. about him. Um, batting average was high. OPS. Not so much, but like I said, you know, that's what you expect with this position at this point in the list. Good defender, can play multiple positions. Now he's on the Mariners. Let's see how they use him. Um, Yeah, Adam Frazier, number nine. And, you know, I'm not surprised when you said the Pirates didn't really get much back for him because when do the Pirates really get anything back in any trade? Oh, right. You're right. I mean, they didn't get, like, nothing for him, but for a a guy that started in the All-Star game, you expected a little more. 
All right, number eight, you knocked some sense into me. I had I didn't know if I was putting him on the list, then I moved him up. I have DJ LeMayu at number eight. Um, you know, we you said it, you know, he was he would have coming into last season, he would have been number one. He would have been number one or two on this list. And he just had a down year. There's nothing else to it. He had a down year. Uh, let me see, where is he? He had a 2.4 F war. Um he had a 100 WRC plus, so just around, you know, league average, 10 home runs, which was, you know, I mean, that's usually what he was hitting in Colorado, but when he came over the Yankees, he developed some power. So that was, you know, considered a down year for him. So I think he's going to have a bounce back year this year. He can definitely move up on this list up into the top five, but right now I got him at eight. All right. I won't kill you over that. Um, my number you eight. Him, how high, how much higher do you have him? Or how much higher could you have him? Like here, like all right, the rest of these guys had legitimate, really good seasons. Oh, you want me to spoil it? I got him at six. That's where I got him. I mean, I'll I'll go into it right now. You listen. He would be obviously, like you said, he would be number one if we were doing this a year ago. Um, down year. Um, was dealing with injuries last year. Pretty sure he played the whole year with an injury. I think that why that's what attributes to his down year. Um, because you know, the, the weird thing was, if you look at his baseball savant and all that stuff, his hard hit rate was just about normal. He was at the top of the league in that, but he wasn't really lifting the ball. So I think that has to do with some sort of injury that he was dealing with, but yeah, 2020 finished third in MVP voting. Personally, I think he should have won that year, but whatever. Um, I mean, led the American league in OPS batting average on base percentage OPS plus, uh, I, don't, I don't get how he didn't win the MVP that year. Uh, and then the year before 2019, Finished fourth in MVP voting, all-star, silver slugger, just absolute stud. Yeah, um, he did slide in the list, like I said, to six. I think that's about where I want to put him. But anyways, I'm jumping around. Let me go back. My number eight, Jorge Polanco of the Minnesota Twins, who had a very good 2019 bursting onto the scene. Uh, then in 2020, you know, we, we know how we talk about 2020, not – significant season we don't care. Uh, didn't have the best year but yeah 826 ops last year 125 ops plus and a 3.9 f war that's a pretty damn good year um i would be comfortable if someone put him up to six on this list honestly but that's yeah, right i got Jorge polanco eight. very nice number seven on my list i really like this guy uh jonathan india a rookie of the year Hit 21 bombs last year, had a 3.9 F war and B war actually, uh, 122 WRC plus. What else did I want to mention? Um, he hit 269, had a 460 slogging percentage and 835 OPS in his rookie season, playing second base for the Cincinnati Reds. I really liked him. He got a lot of swag. Um, yeah, he had a really good year last year. Hundred percent going to be higher on this list next season, but right now he's at number seven. There's six guys better than him, but he is a stud, and I really, really like Jonathan India. Yeah, I like Jonathan India. I also have him at number seven. Um, like you said, I think he will be higher on this list next year. Uh, National League Rookie of the Year, eight thirty five OPS is fantastic for a second baseman, especially at his age, um, and a three point nine F WAR, like you said. So. Really like what I see out of Jonathan India. The OPS plus was a little lower than I thought it would be, honestly. It's a 113. Um, right. If it was maybe in the 125 to 130 range, I might have him a little higher. Might be in but, the top five. Yeah, but uh, seven. I like I like, I like. like seven for Jonathan India. Yeah. The Reds are a hot team. Like, I really hope that they get some little more pitching next year, a little more depth, and they can, you know, make some noise in that division. Don't count on it. Ugh. I ain't even gonna trade Castillo. Oof. To the Yankees, cool. Thanks. Now the Mets. Ronnie no. Mauricio, I have him. Take him. No, no. <laughs> we got f- we got five picks in the top eighty. We could we could sell off one prospect that's blocked. You know, one thing about Clint Frazier leaving the Yankees that's sad is I can't any longer make jokes about them shipping <laughs> him off for some starting pitcher. I mean, they should have done it a while ago, but you know, it's another conversation yeah. for another day. Uh, what am I up to? Number six, right? Yeah, I just did number seven. Yes. Number I can't six. count. All right. Number six is Jorge Polanco, like I said before. Uh, 33 home runs last year and 826 OPS with a 125 
OPS plus. He was uh, very good this year. Like you said, he burst onto the scene in 2019. He was an all-star. He had 20, he had 22 home runs, had an 841 OPS. Um, pretty good defender. Um, he played, what'd you say, 120 games at second base? Yeah. So he could play shortstop as well. Solid player. I think six, you know, makes sense for him. A little short guy, right? A little short, a little stubby. Yeah, reminds you of uh, Jose uh, Jose uh, Ramirez. But yeah, I like Corey Blanco a lot, and I think six perfect spot for him. Let me get a high check on Corey Blanco. I'm I'm interested now. You just oh, I got it already. He's uh he's five eleven, two oh eight. Ah, that's not short. Isn't Jose Ramirez like five eight? I love Jose Ramirez. Yeah, he's a stud. I would trade anything for Jose Ramirez. I think this is going to be the first time that we have Jose Ramirez. 5'9". I think this is going to be the first time that we have uh, the same top 10 in terms of everybody, like names, you know, different orders, but right, the same 10 guys in our top 10. Um, we're also classifying Jose Ramirez as a third baseman, correct? Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I just he'll panicked be, for a second, and I was like, oh, boy, I hope. He'll, he'll be the Mets starting third baseman. Oh, okay. Huh, must, well, uh, no, world, actually, no. World of delusion. Not, yeah. not this year, but when he's a free agent, he'll be the Mets starting first mm-hmm. third baseman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm making fun of you right now, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised. This dude Steve Cohen's throwing money like it's coming out of his you-know-what, and it honestly is. Yeah. So. You, better, um, you better lock up Aaron Judge because he can be playing oh, right field in uh, Queens. Up. Shut up. In a couple of years. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I No, dude. I think I would stop watching base. I would. I think I'd, like, go into hiding for a year if that happened. I, I could not show my face in public. Um, all right. Six. I have LeMayhew talked about it. I'm going to jump you right now. I'm, I'm going back to back. Cry about it. Uh, my number five, Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. It's my number five. Listen, I like Ozzy Albies. I think he's, he's a five tool player. None of the tools are really fantastic, but he's a five tool player. Um, I think he's a little overrated, though. I really do. I mean, you look at the numbers last year, 799 OPS, respectable for a second baseman, too. 105 OPS plus. I mean, he's right around league average. And he had a 4.2 F4. I mean, he's and he's had a couple decent years. 2020 wasn't great, I don't think. But how many times I got to say it? Who really gives a shit? Um, Who gives a crap? Ozzy Albee's number five. I mean... I know a lot of people, some people might have him up to freaking, I mean, if you put him at one, you're please give me whatever drugs you're taking, but up to two right. on this list. I don't see it. Honestly, I, I, I think he's a little overrated. And when I look at the f- four names I have over him, I don't really see him getting any hot. His OPS numbers have always been a little lower than you would have thought because of his power, not because of right. how many home runs he he's, he gets a lot, a lot of home runs, but he doesn't really get on. He doesn't base get on base, much. and you know he's kind of like a Javier Baez. My boy, Javier Baez. But he's he's a All nice right, player no. to have. I mean, you have a guy who can steal bags. He's a good defender. He's a switch hitter. I'd want him on my team, but I'm not gonna. You put also him. love the guy that I'm about to say, who you oh, have at four, and yeah. I have at five. Yeah, I have now. I have Jay Jay Cronenworth. That's my at five. Mm-hmm. He's a younger guy, younger fella. Um. He's really good. It was, he's 27. Mm-hmm. Actually, a little older than I thought. Yeah, 21 bombs older. last year, 800 OPS, uh, 122 OPS. Plus. He's a really good player, and he plays everywhere, right? He's like a super utility guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a very good player, but, um, you know, let, let's um, let's see it. Let's see it one more time, right? I, 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 I You're right. It's closer than I actually thought between Albies and Cronenworth. So, because I have Albies at four, um, but yeah, I, you know, Cronenworth had 21 home runs last year. The power number probably will probably go up. So, um, let's say right. I'm excited, but I got Cronenworth at five. And, yeah, I you mean, know, I'll just I'll, I'll just give you Albies at four. You know, I, again, you know, he's I said yeah. the OPS numbers are a little lower than you would think, but he hits a lot of home runs, and like you said, he's a five tool guy. Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I got Jay Cronenworth at four. Um, had a really good rookie season in 2020, and then. 2021 basically did the same thing. I mean, his numbers are very similar. Uh, 122 OPS plus last year. You know, just don't just want to go right back real quick. Albie's career OPS plus is like 107 or something. That's very surprising to me. Um, yeah. But 
122 OPS plus last year, exactly an 800 OPS, one point higher than Albies, uh, and a 4.4 F4. Yeah, this guy's a stud. Uh, rare lefty second baseman in terms of, uh, you know, he bats lefty. Um, and he can play at many positions, like you said. He's a good defender. He can steal bases. I, I really like Jay Cronenworth. I think he could be, you know, a stud for the Padres for he gets overlooked years. over there because of, you know you got Tatis and Machado. He gets mm. overlooked. Yep. Um you want right, to go three? Up. You can go three. All right, I'll go. All right, number three. I got uh your boy Jose Altuve. Um our top three's the same, right? This is so so yeah. I knew it was um, gonna be like I told you that. I said our, our lists are gonna be so similar. I wanted to, you know, I, I, love, I love me some Jose Altuve, you know, but I wanted to, I uh, wanted to put him higher, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Thirty-one home runs last year, uh, hit two seventy-eight. He's got a one thirty WRC plus and a five point two WAR. He's solid defensively at second base. Um, no, really, I, you know, I can't argue this. He's a fantastic player. He's the third best um, second baseman. I mean, people would think, oh, he's two, but there's a hidden guy that many people or most people wouldn't think is number two, but he is. Right. Uh, that's all I'll say with Jose Altuve. Yeah. Um, I I actually, when I was first making this list, I did have Altuve second, but then I was, I looked at it and I'm like, no, the, the hidden man who I think we can review right now. I looked at Brandon Lau and I was like, oh, I gotta put him, I gotta put him over Altuve, but yeah, right. Al, Altuve, he's been a good player. He's a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> I, hate his, I hate his guts. Uh, the boy, Jose Altuve. But Let's you go. know, I gotta, I gotta respect the guy's game and 5.2 F war. I mean, he's a, a, a five war player just about every year, probably going to make the hall of fame, which I'll, uh, I'll go spit on his plaque in Cooperstown, but, uh, wanna, yeah. can we go to Cooperstown soon? I want to yeah, go. Yeah, we, we will. Um, yeah. Jose Altuve, number three. I'm going to get this guy's name out of my mouth. Let's go. All Keep right. Going. All right. So we got Altuve there at three. Uh, uh, like we said, Brandon Lau, um, 137 WRC plus. He had a, what was this, 860 OPS, 863 OPS, yeah. a 142 um, OPS plus, uh, 39 home runs. Really, really good year for the Tampa Bay Rays. One of their hidden gems. He's fantastic. And, um, again, nobody really knows these Tampa Bay Rays, but they're fantastic. He's yeah. a really good player. Yeah, big- he's number two. Big power guy. I mean, he slugged 591 in the second half last year. So, I, mean, I know we don't care about 2020. He had a not. He had a 554 OP uh, slugging percentage. Yeah. In 2020, and a I mean, listen, 514 in 2019. We care a little bit about 2020. A little bit. Like we care just about like, a th- we care a third about 2020 because that's what it was. It was a third yeah. of the season. Right. Um. Yeah. Brandon Lau number two. Uh, you just Do we have broke, to talk about you number, just broke it uh, down. All right, let's go. And number one, three, two, one, Mark Jeff McNeil. <laughs> I hate you so much. You know, I I really for a second considered putting Jeff McNeil on this list. I'm not even joking. So did I. So did I. I didn't realize his 2019 was insane. He had a 930 OPS in 2019, and then. His 2020 was pretty good, too. He was like an 850 OPS in 2020, but he was just horrible last year. Just to, like, uh, just go off track for a minute, the Mets are putting him on the training block, and I actually think it's idiotic because you're selling him. Why? Selling low, yeah. You see what he can be anyway. Yeah, he could be on this list for sure. Just a really terrible year last year. Um, yeah, Marcus Simeon obviously is number one. One of the greatest um, seasons from a second baseman ever. I think did he break the record for most he home did. runs? He Forty-five. He unbelievable, yeah. and he just got paid handsomely by the t- Texas Rangers, um, very deservedly so. But even with the forty-four home runs, I'm surprised his OPS was only eight seventy-three. It was only eight seventy-three. I think so, unless I took the wrong year and made a mistake. But I don't know. Let me look. Um. I would have expected that to be a little bit higher. I think you're actually right about that. Let me say. Yeah, 873. Yeah, 873. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys like that in the MLB, and that's why I love the thing with I don't know of with our listeners. I know some people might be a little confused when we're saying some of these statistics, some might not, but 
the really good thing about statistics nowadays in baseball, I think it's the best in any sport because you have your basic stats that people have been using for a hundred years, you know, batting average, home runs, slugging, OPS is even still a little new to people. I mean, if it's new to you, you gotta, come on, let's, let's start. Stay with the times a little bit. Um, And then, you know, you have your, your saber metrics and your analytics and, and everything like that. You with your OPS plus and your WRC plus and all that stuff. And it all kind of meshes together because, you know, you'll look at a guy like Marcus Semien and Salvador Perez and you're like, oh, my God, 42 home runs, 45 home runs, whatever. Um, and you're like, this guy's one of the best hitters in the major leagues. And while Marcus Semien did almost win the MVP last year, if you talk about the best hitters in the league, he's not going to be in the top 10. The only reason why Marcus Semien was in it is because he had a very good offensive season. And then on top of that, he was a fantastic defender at second base and he could steal bags and everything like that. But 873 OPS, there are more than 10 guys who had a higher OPS than him last year. So that's why we like to take other stats into account. Just because a guy hits a lot of home runs, you know, you don't, we don't talk about how many doubles does this guy hit? How many walks does this guy have? You know, so, um, I, I love taking all the stats into account and, and that's what stats are for. They're, they're a tool to, you know, evaluate players. Yeah. Uh, you're hundred percent right. You know, and it's why you know, people bash on analytics, but you know, when you got to use it as a tool and all these organizations are using it as a tool, it can't be the end all be all. We've always said that, right. You know, you just can't, you can't live and die by it, but you definitely can use it as a tool. And that's why you see some of the best organizations, they, you know, do it the best. So. Right. And that's why I think analytics are desperately needed in football. When we talk about uh, player evaluation as fans, when we want to rank players or say who's better, because, you know, you, I'm sick and tired of seeing every day people talk about Trayvon Diggs and some people say he's the most overrated player. And then other people say he's the defensive player of the year. We need to listen. Interceptions is one statistic. Is that the entire reason of playing corner? No. You can have a guy who completely locks up some guy every game and never two interceptions. Yeah. And then doesn't get any interceptions because they never throw to him or or whatever. So analytics are the, that's the reason why they're used to take those basic statistics and say, well, hold on. That's not the whole story. Yeah, you're right. And some people, listen, I understand why people don't love them. It's it's boring sometimes. Yeah. People think it ruins a game, but it, it really doesn't. It just helps the teams. And, and that's what they use it for. But people, the, the, the people who say that ruins the game are the same people who will go and do five different fantasy leagues and, you know, talk about, oh, this guy has, has 22.3 points per game. And, you know, you're, you'll go crazy about PPR leagues and, you know, how many receptions does this guy have and i want to draft him in this round but if you say oh this guy had a 63 pff grade last which i don't even like pff but 63 pff grade last year everybody will you know that guy will lose his mind everybody says they they'll use the pff stat and they go i don't like pff but this is their grade yeah i don't know what is that the only reason why i say that and i think why other people say that is because there's a lack of access to information in the NFL, like you have to buy, I'm not buying a football outsiders account or whatever. There's no MLB. I could go on fan graphs, baseball reference, baseball savant. I could go wherever I need to get all this stuff. Football. It's, it's uh, analytics is still very new and not really accepted. And it's, it's hard to, you know, get grades and look at how I have no idea how gr- good of a year, for example, Wyatt Teller of the Cleveland Browns. He was had a fantastic year last year, and they were playing on Saturday against the Packers. And I was like, oh, you know, I wonder if Wyatt Teller is having a really good year again this year because he was phenomenal last year. And I couldn't really find it. All I could look is his pro football focus grade, which I need an account pay for, for to, look, to look in depth anyways. So, you know, we're balling yeah, on a budget I, over here. Yeah, I mean, you got the game pass, though. I do have the game pass, but I'll buy, gonna... I'll buy the pro football focus and you, you keep the game okay. pass going. What am I going to do? Watch, um, watch film on why Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'll, Bob, you know, you, you keep, you know, dishing out the money for the game uh, pass right. and I'll dish out the money for the pro, pro football. Right. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know many, I don't even know what stats I would look at, you know, analytic wise for football. Right. It's just, you're right. It's not, it's not there yet. All right. Let's All right. look at the list. Um, I'll go first. Right. So 10 to one, 
Gene Segura, Adam Frazier, Jorge Polanco, Jonathan India, DJ LeMayu, Ozzy Albies, Jake Cronenworth, Jose Altuve, Brandon Lyle, Marcus Semyon. All right, and mine was Adam Frazier, Gene Segura, DJ LeMayu, Jonathan India, Jorge Polanco, Jake Cronenworth, Ozzy Albies, Jose Altuve, Brandon Lau, and Marcus Simeon. Uh, Jeff McNeil will be 11. Uh, um, all right, I mean, we're kind of done. The only thing we're going to talk a little bit about, we got college football playoff coming up. Um, and I got to work. Yeah, you do have to work. I have I'll to just... work during it. That's brutal. That's that's actually hard. I'll get the second game. I won't get the first game. What's the first pizzeria? Game? What are you doing? Yeah, pizzeria. All right. At least you could, you know, listen on the radio. Also makes a lot of money, but yeah. You know. But yeah, you know what? Honestly, I don't care about missing the Cincinnati Alabama game. I, I could literally care right. less. Who who are you pulling for? Michigan. Um why am I drawing a blank? Who are they playing again? Georgia. Georgia. Right. Who are you pulling for? Um I'm pulling for Georgia because I think the better championship game would be a rematch of Alabama, Georgia. I think Alabama would, and I understand everybody loves Michigan and they've had a great year and everybody's, and I've even heard, Oh, well, it's Michigan's year. You know, it just feels like it's their year. And I, I get that, but I don't know. I, I think Alabama would really put it to them. Right. Yeah. I like Georgia. I, I was surprised when Georgia lost Alabama, I thought they were, you know, when um, I know there's been a lot of times over the years where we've said that and Alabama wins every time, but I thought this <laughs> was actually the year where they were going to win. Um, but yeah, I want to see that Georgia defense go against Alabama. So as a, as a, a football fan, I want to see Georgia, but I've always liked Michigan as like a, I'm not a Michigan fan, but you know, what I mean? from, an emo- from an emotional side, I want Michigan. I've always supported Ohio State like that. Like, I'm, I, it's been right. weird. I mean, I just like Michigan because, you know, Massapequa, the colors. Yeah. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Very, very similar. I yeah. love Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Love him, though. That's that's my boy. He's the, Jets, He is the boy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Last year when the Jets were looking for a head coach, his name got floated around a little bit. I, 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 I like him, but I don't think I'd want him to coach my team in the NFL. I think he's good right where he is. I love him. I, I would I would pay a lot of money. Like if I was a team, I would I would throw a crazy amount of money out. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think cool. he's I think he's a fantastic coach. Um, yeah, I like I like Georgia, and I like Georgia to cover the spread. I think I think they're gonna win by the Was spread it is seven and a half points. or something. Seven and a half, eight points. I think they're gonna win by uh, it's uh, seven and a half. I think they went by eight. eight What's that eight. one? The Orange Bowl or the Cotton Bowl? Ah, uh, God, I don't know. Oh, wait, is the Cotton Bowl one of the? One I don't know if the Cotton Bowl is. Um, I think it's the Orange Bowl. It's the Orange Bowl. Okay. Who's playing They're in the Rose Bowl this year? Um, good question. I think Notre Dame. Oh, brutal. Let's see. It doesn't. I think it's Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. But I'm not like 100% positive. Right. Yeah, because yeah, because that's the first. Um, I don't know. I gotta look it up. I don't know the name of the bowl games. It's like it's not like advertised like that anymore. Right. Oh, and it's the Rose Bowl 2022. It's not 2021. Oh. It's it's not Notre Dame. It's Utah and Ohio State. Hmm. Ohio State's probably gonna kill them. Ah, don't die. don't sleep on Utah. They're a good team. Hmm. They killed Oregon twice. Well, Oregon's horrible. So. Uh, we just got Bo Nix. Oh, my God. But how is Bo Nix still in college? I feel like he's been, <laughs> Bo Nix has been in college for like five years. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's still floating around. He just okay. just entered the transfer portal, and he's, oh, uh, he's heading over. I, we don't have to talk about Alabama-Cincinnati. We know what's going to happen. No. Um, Cincinnati's had a nice year. Good for them. They made the playoffs. Yeah. But they're about to get steamrolled. Yeah, so I mean that—that's the end of uh, the first year, I guess, of uh, Hardline Sports Talk 2021. Yeah. Great year for us. A lot of good stuff this year. Um, looking forward to 2022. Definitely, big Love things it. to come in 2022. I'll tell you, 2020 was a rough year. Obviously, I I had a great year. I love I love 2021 was fantastic. Yep. So great year. And we're moving in the right direction. It feels like, even though COVID's exactly you know, 
There uh, we COVID's, go. News yesterday. I'm actually encouraged by the way it's gone because COVID's yesterday. spreading a lot right yes. now. And now that, yeah, like you said, you just, like yesterday, the CDC changed the guidelines and it seems like it's, people are starting to get a little tired of it. I think like the higher ups are starting to get a little tired of it. They realize this one is very mild. I'll tell you right now, I'm not afraid to say it. I had it. it I, I just got over it. It was a common cold. I mean, I know it affects people in other ways. I'm vaccinated. I was fine. Thank God. But yeah, I'm tired of talking about COVID. So 2022, looking forward no to No more it. COVID. No more COVID. COVID's dead to us. Dead. dead to us. Come on. All right. Enjoy the, enjoy the new year. Be mm-hmm. safe. And we will talk to you guys next year. Uh, had to make uh, a joke. Yeah. <laughs>